Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. So, how you holding up now that we've survived week one? Oh boy, I am... I'm barely hanging on, I gotta (laughs) say. I feel your pain. (laughs) Well, it's definitely been interesting, to say the least. Guys, it's been crazy over here. A week ago, Brandon's parents moved back home to Michigan after living in North Carolina for four years. They also happened to watch our kids, and honestly, they took care of our dogs and our house, too, for all that time. So we've been under a total life change. And I realized we should probably do an episode about how to handle these types of life changes. Yeah, no matter how much you plan and no matter how much you try to believe that you understand what you're going to be undertaking or even the surprise times where things just naturally come up, it's difficult to approach change and life's big changes especially. And we're in the middle of that right now. So we thought we would talk about a few things to kind of ease the pain of big life changes. With that, the first thing is to expect discomfort. Change is uncomfortable in general. When there's a big life change, like a marriage or having or adopting a kid, moving away, retirement, anything that disrupts the status quo, it might be unpleasant for quite some time. Oh boy, is it. Man, we are all creatures of habit, aren't we? Even from the small things, if you have to take a different way home from work, if you have to do something differently in your day-to-day, man, does it throw your whole life on a top. But with these big life changes, like Meg said, there is no way to avoid the discomfort because if you think about it, really, it's, it's something that you're not used to doing. So like, it is going to be more difficult naturally. Yep. And even when it's a good change, we always kind of want that familiarity. We want to feel safe, even when it's not so great anyway, but we just want that safety in that because we know what that's like. And unfortunately, when you're, when you're going through some changes, you're going to have to embrace that discomfort. And that's pretty much a great way to survive because you can't do it if you think everything's going to be perfectly comfortable and easy. And then you get a hard dose of reality real quick. Yeah, we're all guilty of it too because like Meg said, we really want that natural comfort, that warm and fuzzy feeling, that feeling of like, okay, this makes sense. This clicks. I've done this before. This is good. This is great. And unfortunately, that leads us a lot of times back to bad situations because we're just so used to the way it was and the way it is that a lot of times we click back into that old way of thinking or that old relationship or that old you name it and it can really lead to bad things because when we start to go out there and we start to try to maneuver and adapt to these new things that are coming in our life a lot of times there's going to be roadblocks along the way there's going to be challenges that you run into And it's going to be very easy to turn, kind of tuck tail and move back to your old ways. But at least in our case, I mean, in a lot of ways, you just can't do that. Right. We had to really, really gear up 
for this next phase of our lives, we knew that our kids would be a mess when grandpa and grandma moved away. And we had to realize that their whole world was going to be turned upside down and therefore so was ours. So we had to go into that with eyes wide open so that we could even halfway get through the days while we were all adjusting to this. Yeah. So what do we do when we know these changes are coming or even if we don't know for sure all of what we're kind of taking on, what do we need to do from that point? And that's one of the things we want to answer for you. And we think from our experience, it's really just setting the expectation with yourself and with your with your partner, if you're experiencing it together and with those around you, that things are going to change and that we just need to be realistic about thinking through that process and knowing what to do from that point. Because how we kind of take the next steps and even the first steps after that big change makes all the difference for the success or the failure from that point on. Absolutely. Another important thing that we found when dealing with life changes is that it's so important to talk about it before it happens. If the only time you're going to talk about it is while it's happening or even after the fact, you're just too late. You're just too stinking late. Yeah, that's totally right. I mean, we, me and Meg, obviously, if you've listened to us before or if you haven't, you're going to learn very quickly. We're big about big conversations and we're big about having those conversations. And it's important really to not only talk about it for yourself and for your partner, but just to mentally accept and understand some of the challenges. Yeah, you're not always going to know. There's no way to possibly know the things that you're going to run into once you go out there or once these changes happen. But it makes us all feel a little bit more prepared. I think about back in school when you know you needed to study for a test. And yeah, the test might not have been easy, but at least you studying gave you a better understanding and more information about what you might possibly be interacting with rather than just going in cold turkey and having no clue what to do. I think about me and Meg in our own life. One of the big things we did very early on in our marriage is we did all kinds of changes and we talked about those things. And one of the biggest changes we made is within very short time, like I think 15 or 20 days from getting married, we moved our entire life across the country to Dallas, Texas from Michigan, where we were originally from. And we talked about that, but I'm telling you, nothing can prepare you for those amount of changes. But had we not done it and had we not discussed it, man, it would have been even more difficult once we got there and started to experiencing life in a completely new way. Right. We had to work through the fact that we were going to be just in a totally new place with totally new people, with nothing familiar and really just completely on our own for the first time in our whole entire lives. And there were concerns in that. There was some excitement in that. But those feelings we talked about before it ever happened so that we both had a good pulse on where we currently were with the move so that we could understand moving forward, like this is how we're both feeling so that we could navigate those changes together and kind of be sensitive to it too. Yeah, and for us in this case, like Meg said, with with our parents and our kids' grandparents moving back and moving out of the state, it's really like thinking beyond like our own feelings and emotions with the whole process and knowing that we need to walk our kids through it as well. And we really, 
in order to do that, in order to be prepared, me and Meg had to have a lot of discussions with how we were going to handle it. And we still, on a daily, have conversations and take a pulse of where we're at and what needs to be done and how we should do it and what strategies we could come up with together. Because you don't want to just go up to your kids and be like, well, there it is, without any kind of plan. And really, it's a great example to say that talking about it, just it prepares you mentally for the challenges ahead. And one of the things me and Meg have had to do with each other, and I would recommend for all of you as well, is when these big changes come up, whether they're planned or not, you just got to be able to be understanding and to give grace, not only to yourself, but with the other people who are involved in the situation. Because so often it can come up, and especially in a case where it's not planned, where your world just kind of goes crazy and you're like, what do I do? Where do I go? But you can't use that as an excuse to really be just in a really negative space because unfortunately when things change, we ultimately, it's like almost like a fight or flight instinct where like we feel like we have to get it figured out now, 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 and it can bring some, some tension. And me and Megan have had some tension in our relationship just because of all the changes. You know, our kids are losing their mind on an hourly, if not minutely basis. <laughs> We're trying to sort out our emotions and our feelings and getting the kids from here, there to everywhere. And this is where the grace comes in and an understanding comes in that you're all in it together. If it's you and your partner, you're in it together. So you got to take it on together. How much easier are things when you work together as a team rather than trying to take it on all by yourself? And no one's asking you to take these things on all by yourself. If your partner's not there to support you, there's other people out there to support you that you can reach out to as a resource, as a shoulder. You don't have to do it alone. And as a matter of fact, when you look at it and you take it on as a team with another person, you can just tag team it together and it makes all the difference. Yeah. And this applies no matter what. I mean, if one of you is getting a new job, I mean, there, there can be a lot of excitement in that, but there can also be a lot of just scared of the unknown in that too. And to have somebody right there next to you to understand where you're coming from and kind of sort through your emotions with you and not think you're a crazy lunatic when you do have conflicting emotions just can really be helpful. And that's true for any scenario at any point. Like the more you can give grace and just understand and be there as a support, the better off you're going to be. I always find it helpful to put myself in someone else's shoes. So if I'm talking in regards to Megan, I try to put myself in her shoes and I try to look at things from her perspective. I think so often we get stuck in our own minds and we get stuck in our own way of thinking. And we really don't tend to look at other people and think about how this whole situation might be affecting them, how the whole situation, like how they see it and what they've seen in their life that has made maybe their opinions different than yours. But you got to kind of think from their perspective. And I think it kind of opens your mind up to more of an understanding as far as where they're coming from. And it's easier to communicate with them and it's easier to figure out what needs to happen next if you know where all parties are coming from and then can go from there as far as how to move forward. Oh, for sure. And also, just like as a side note, I've been struggling a lot more lately with having patience, especially with the kids, but even some of that rubs off and happens towards Brandon too. And it's been hard for him to witness and deal with. And even when it's not directed toward him, it can cause more stress for him. So in that type of scenario, we both have to realize that one of us might be interpreting situations or words in a way that it was never meant. 
but we're both allowed to have feelings and rough days and we have to work through that and sort through that. And that's been kind of just like a thing to navigate recently for us that, you know, one of us might just be having a moment and the other one just going to have to work through that too and not get so upset so quickly. And it's just been kind of a crazy thing, but we're learning as we're going every single day. Yeah, Meg's totally right. I mean, it's easy in stressful times and anytime there's something big happening in your life, it's naturally going to be more stressful. Like Megan said, even if it's more exciting, even if it's an exciting thing. Like when we moved, it was exciting for us, but it was also really difficult. When we've changed jobs, it's exciting, but it also brings new challenges. So you got to be aware of those challenges and you got to be aware where everyone's coming from. That's why this is so important. You got to really be understanding because you really just need to support each other and do what you can with a listening ear and be each other's closest ally. So whether it's your spouse or whether it's someone else that you're going through this with, you need to be there for them, be an ally, be a support. Like we always say, bring, build them up, not bring them down. Yep. And these life change situations, these are the times when it's even more important to forgive easily and forgive quickly. You have to be gracious and don't let silly things become these large unending arguments. Don't let something in these times be the thing that just tears you apart. Instead, use these as opportunities to learn how to be even more forgiving and forgive even more quickly. Oh, that is so absolutely right. And one of the things I would caution too is not to anticipate immediate perfection. Mm. Like things aren't going to just naturally fall into place. I mean, sometimes sure they will, but new things are exactly that. They're new. So who among us just decides to learn a new skill and a new routine, start a new job, enter a marriage, and just knows exactly what to do from the get-go? I'm going to tell you, no one, no one knows that. You have to set these realistic expectations because otherwise, you're, if you have this perfection, if you have this thing where, oh, it's ultimately going to click into place and everything's going to be kumbaya right from the start, man, are you going to have a rough time cycling through this stuff? Yeah, I just remember like being a new parent, you know, and you just think that it's all going to just kind of be this natural instinct, I think, especially as mothers that like, you know, moms just kind of know. And while some of that's probably true, you do just kind of know. There's also a lot about being a new parent that you don't just know. And if you just expect yourself to be a perfect parent immediately, you're just going to struggle and it's going to be really hard for you because there is no such thing as a perfect parent, obviously, but you're just putting like these unnecessary pressures on that. And that's true across the board for anything you can't be perfect the first time you try and I'm just as I'm talking I'm sitting here thinking about our poor little daughter she's five and man she thinks that she should be perfect the first time she tries anything she picks up a hula hoop she should know how to do it she tries to learn to do a somersault she should know tie a shoe she's never done it before but sure let's let's make sure we're perfect this immediate second yeah like Meg was saying I mean remember when we had kids and you bring that baby home and you think I mean this is going to be hard but man, if I would approach that in perfection and trying to be perfect, that would have not gone well for me. But what we did instead is, you know, when hard things come up, we take it on one day at a time. We learn something new every single day and you get in your mind that it is a learning curve. There is some learning and new things to be done. And when you commit to progress instead of perfection, things are going to go so much better for you. 
Yeah, there are so many great books that I've read before just about that exact fact, just like learning to embrace the process instead of always expecting the perfection. And then also another one is to ask for help and support. And actually, whether you're in a life change or not, it's important. If you're not already comfortable asking for help, then you need to really learn quickly. And personally, I struggled with this for so long, thinking that needing help meant that I was less than. But I had to get over that or I was going to drown. Yeah, I know for for men, it's it's always seems more difficult. And Meg could, I guess, speak to women here, but... I feel like it's just more difficult to ask for help because it just seems like a weakness. It always just seems like a weak thing, especially in your time of vulnerability. You almost are uncomfortable being vulnerable with someone because they'll see that maybe you're not at that high standard or maybe they'll judge you for where you're at. But like Meg said, in any situation, if you don't ask for help and you need it, you're going to one, burn out very quickly and two, you're eventually going to drown because you can't paddle hard enough to keep your head above water long enough to be able to get through something completely on your own, especially if you have the resources there to help you use those resources. If those people judge you, they're probably not your people. Find the right people. Communicate. If you try to talk to one person and it doesn't work, reach out to someone else. There's a billion people on the planet. Guess what? There's going to be someone there who can help you and support you through this. And also with that, what I've learned is there's always going to be someone out there who's been through a similar situation Mm -hmm. and they can speak into your situation in a way that you can't possibly speak into it because you're in the middle of it where they've gone through that rough water. They're on the other side and they can speak from experience to say, these are the things I know you're going through. I was there as well. These are some tips and tricks I used along the way. And man, use that person as a resource because that's untapped knowledge that you have at your fingertips. And why would you struggle and waffle through life if you have a resource there that can guide you along the way? Right. And chances are, you know, somebody pretty intimately already that's gone through something similar. I mean, you might have friends that are married and you're getting married. You might have friends that have kids and you're having a kid. Anything you've done, the moving, the new job, there is somebody that you are pretty close to that it's not going to be weird for you to ask for help or ask for advice or just say, hey, can you tell me about the time when? Yeah. And through doing this, I mean, we talk to people all the time who have specific questions about marriage. They have specific questions about having kids. They have specific questions about building a business or having a business. And we're happy to help because why wouldn't you ask someone for help if they're there and available? It just, it makes no sense to try to go out and do it on your own. Sure. A lot of things you can, you can go on the world of Google. You can go on and find the answers to all of your questions, but you can also use your resources and use what you have at your fingertips. I mean, we all have a supercomputer in our pocket with our iPhone, right? That information is always there, but a lot of times we have trouble. At least I know for me personally, I have trouble seeing beyond the current circumstance, So you get kind of stuck in this tunnel vision and you think each day is just so long and you're just never going to get out of it. But like talking to someone who's been there and is on the other side, it just it, it lets you know that one, you have a support system there and two, it is possible to get beyond this monotonous day to day that just seems like it's never going to end. We were actually talking about that this morning in the car over on the way to the kids daycare. 
we were just talking about how, you know, right now it just seems unending, but before we know it, it's going to be fall and we'll have a new normal and we'll have a new routine. And I think that's true of anything in life. It's, it feels so long and so involved when you're going through it. But then man, one day you wake up and you're like, Hey, I think I finally understand what I'm doing here. I think I've gotten to the other side and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, as you were talking, I just think back to all the things in our life where I was like, man, this is never going to end, man, this is the worst thing ever. And the funny thing is coupled with each of those things, as I remember through are all the things that I've learned and all the ways I have grown in unimaginable ways. If I didn't go through those things, which I never would have chose to do. A lot of them I did like, you know, to move, we chose to do that, to have kids. We chose to do that, to get married. We chose to do that, but losing jobs, changing jobs, stepping up to new roles and jobs, all those things, a lot of times they just happened and maybe it wasn't the way I would have planned and maybe it wasn't that perfect scenario that I wanted. But from there, man, we grew in ways that I can't even, I can't even imagine. And no book or no person was going to teach me what I learned from actually having to go through that discomfort and come out on the other side, just a new person, a new man with a just new appreciation on life and what I have. The single most important thing for me that I always come back to is focusing on the positive things. A lot of times you get stuck in the thing, just like with our parents leaving and now our kids have to go to a daycare and that is difficult and that is stressful. But guess what? Our kids are healthy. Uh, you know, we have a way to support them. We have a way to provide for them and get them to these daycares that exist. Basically, it's looking for the positives and where you're at because so often I've been victim to looking at the challenge when you're in it and keeping your eye on that one thing and focusing on that one thing. And you know what? If you focus on that challenge and you focus on a negative spot in your life, guess what it does to everything else? It, it makes pulls everything horrible. Right. Yeah. It pulls down your energy. It pulls down your attitude toward everything else. And it really bleeds over into everything. But you know what? If you turn that frown upside down, as cliche as that sounds, and you attack the world and you say, you know, yeah, this one thing's happening, but guess what? All these other amazing things are happening and all these other amazing things are in my life that I'm thankful for. Man, does your world open up and does your vision open up for the future and the positive things ahead? Yeah, I was just going to say, and then you kind of stole it from me, but even if there's nothing redeeming about whatever's going on, even if it's the worst life change ever and you don't know what you're going to do and you can't think of one positive thing about that, then there's always something else. Maybe maybe your marriage isn't where it should be, but your job is amazing right now. So if there's nothing redeeming, there's nothing good about the life change, focus on everything else. And maybe even in that, you'll find that even when the life change is difficult, there's even some good in that. So there's a million ways to look at that and to really focus on something somewhere in your life that's good. But I really think by focusing on the positives, that's going to be the number one key, and that will change everything else. That will allow you to expect the discomfort. That will allow you to talk about it before it happens. You'll be able to be understanding and give grace. You will not anticipate immediate perfection, and you'll certainly want to ask for help and support because you know at the end of the day that everything is going to be okay and there are still good things in your life.
Yeah, you're totally right. And one of the things I've learned that I would encourage you all to kind of think about and reflect on this week is that you really can change your future simply by changing your attitude and changing how you're looking at the world and changing the way you look at change even. Because if you look at it all, not so much as a change or not so much as a struggle or not so much as a discomfort, but as a learning experience and as an education in life, man, you will look at it in such a different way. And I can only preach it from experience that the times where we moved, the times where we had to change jobs, the times where our marriage wasn't probably the greatest thing. Looking back at all of those times now and reflecting on all of them, I have seen improvements in all of those areas, but I wouldn't have had I not leaned into that discomfort and the struggle and had to come out on the other side. And so just remember that if you're in a time of trouble, that it's a season. Life happens in seasons. It's not going to be terrible forever. The only way it'll remain terrible forever is if you believe that it'll be remain terrible forever. But if you take that positive outlook and if you go out there and have a fresh pair of eyes on this world of ours, you will see that it'll make all the difference in the world. Now go tackle that life change. Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools in Love podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.